It will be the law you know. prepare an intro i mean i thought about what we would do I'll stop eating chocolate we could do we could do like we could go like wahoo or perhaps perhaps a yippee oh. that's pretty good fran i wasn't i wasn't expecting a lot of per- we could do uh um the one hold on hold on this is the, that's not a, that's a bad one is it, uh, this, is, this, is when, it this, this is this is when this is when he this is when he sits when he sit when his butt fall in fire like when, uh-huh. when his butt fall in lava he goes ah! how 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 about thank thank you so much for to playing my game hey there it's me cj from the past editing this video it's the present from my perspective but it's the future from the podcast perspective anyway time's a flat circle you might be wondering why ethan who has a professional grade microphone and has that microphone pointed directly at his face isn't recording using that microphone and is instead using the tiny shitty microphone on his headphones ethan's going through an artistic phase right now and while we can all agree that it's very avant-garde and cool i think we can also agree that it sounds very bad so everyone say Good job at art, Ethan, but bad and don't do it again, and I will make sure he won't. Okay, back to the podcast. So long, gay Bowser. Yeah. Like so those. long, gay Bowser. No, we're going to talk about before. Are we going to talk about so long, gay Bowser? No, we can't. We're not even going to get that far. <laughs> All right. Fran, why don't you introduce the episode? Because let's, oh, let's just do we're let's just do, Yeah, let's okay, just do the shit. episode, man. Let's just do okay. Let's just do well, it. Yeah. Let's feel it. Shit. You know? After okay. like a strong intro like that, let's just do it. I have me shouting. That's every intro. That's uh, everything we need. Welcome to the lore you know. <laughs> a podcast <laughs> where some friends <laughs> fantastical and often convoluted lore of media or Mario that we grew up with and love. If you haven't figured that out. And here to bring you the mostly correct facts about made up things this week are me, Fran. It's a me, Ethan. Yeah, and I'm I'm CJ. I almost choked my coffee when Fran <laughs> Fran made me do so. Guys, it is a national holiday. Two two days ago before this recording, which will be right. recorded a couple weeks before it actually gets released. But Shush. We're ahead of schedule. It's a national holiday. It's Mario Day. M-A-R-1-O-1-O, of course. Yeah, being the because Mario exists in the cyber realm. In the digi in the digiverse, he exists as code. And we are celebrating him. Uh we did everything. Right, I we were streaming Mario games over Twitch.tv slash Cooking with Spices. Uh-huh. If you uh, want to watch some video game content, you should check us out over there. Yeah, but I, I stayed home and took a bunch of mushrooms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it makes him feel big, um, <laughs> but it also is detrimental to his health in the long run. But that's okay. Uh, Ethan is a bright burning star. He will burn 
uh, brightly and for sh- a short time, so we all must appreciate him while he's here. Uh, but to celebrate not only this momentous day, but what's that on the horizon coming soon to theaters near you? A piece of a piece of video game media transformed into a movie? Is that even possible? I don't think anyone would do that unless it's more if it's a good movie or not. Oh, it will be it will be a good movie. I will say I have seen all the trailers so far. Mm-hmm. And I I'm not. <laughs> I'm very disappointed that they released the trailers because the trailers are are just like Probably spoiling the, the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would have really liked I would have liked to see Fire Flower Donkey Kong as a surprise. <laughs> I would like to see This is si- all surprises. I'd like to see psychotic sociopath Luma in Cage in the movie. No, I was pleased to see that. I did see that clip on TikTok. I, I, I want good Luma. I want to see I want to see Jack Black Bowser torturing Charlie Day Luigi fresh. Oh Jack but, Black is Bowser? He goes, What the hell? There's Mario Brothers in my castle. Oh. <laughs> I, uh no, Jack Black is is, is is a highlight of this movie. I oh, he yeah. he's okay. he's really bringing that. it and I'm loving it. And I'm, I mean, I'm, as they say, as the kids would say, I'm here for it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad we've got Jack Black as Bowser, and we've got my favorite, uh, my favorite voice actor, Chris Pratt, is doing Mario. Mm-hmm. He does yeah. such a good job. Really brings it. It's emo. Mm-hmm. It, like you can, you can feel that he really cares about he this, said, uh, this, this is, character this is, and series. This is my favorite part. Uh, so Lizzie said that he he was on an interview and he was like, this Mario voice is not like any voice you've heard before. And then everyone was like, okay. And then we heard the trailer and he goes, it's it's me. It's it's a me. It's Chris Pratt ready to be Mario Oahu. And everyone's like, okay. So. Yeah, we have heard this voice before. It's just Chris Pratt's voice. It's not just... in this context. <laughs> right. At Do least, you... like, Charlie Day is not doing, like, a Luigi voice, but he all, he already kind of sounds like Luigi. He's, like, a little... He's he's got that like nervous twitchy energy, and he's yeah. kind of like right. high. Str- he can do that like high strung character, and that's Does like a good like... Luigi. Does he sound right. like Benny from the Lego Movie? Yeah, a little Probably. bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. The the thing about Chris Pratt's Mario is not just that it's a bad Mario, but that it's a bad cartoon character voice in general. Like it's just such low yeah. energy and unemotive. Right, yeah, it's uh. Well, he's doing the same voice that he did for the Lego Movie, which in that movie he's just a guy. That's the that's the <laughs> character. Is he's like a generic Lego yeah, minifigure. <laughs> And, you, but in this movie, he's supposed to be Mario. Mario is not low energy. Lar- Mario is a Wahoo man. He's a yippee Mario's boy. Do you do you think that maybe Chris Pratt did like ten takes that were really off the wall, high energy, and that's what he thinks is getting in the movie? And he's like, oh yeah, it's it's crazy, wild, no. good. No, but I, but I, in fact, like. They, the the voice the the voice actually they were like how about you do one take just a little lower energy and that was the one they no. went I, with no 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 I, I would I, give him the benefit of the doubt that he tried like <laughs> other voices and then the people like being the directors were just like 
can you like give us a little less that and a little more no. standard Chris yeah, Pratt? You're you're both you're both wrong, but Fran's the closest. This is what happened. Chris Pratt went into the recording booth and he went, Oh mamma mia, it's a fucking memorial. I love it. <laughs> Pizza. And then the Italian Anti-Defamation League heard him from across the hall and came in there and broke his fucking kneecaps. And they're like, if you do that shit again, Chris Pratt, you're dead. You're dead, son. Guys, do you want to learn about history today? About, about our little our little red red robed man, red red beclothed man. So to be clear here, when we decided we were going to do a Mario episode, mm. I talked with CJ for a while about what we wanted to cover mm. and like what we wanted to give people going into this new Mario movie coming up. Mm. And he decided this. Yes. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen, here's the here's the thing here at the lore. You know, we are we, it is our mission to bring you all the deep lore. Of all your and favorite things facts. and the most, yeah, and all the all the intro things that Fran says, yeah. But also, um, there's there's not a lot of lore for Mario generally. They're pretty episodic. He's playing mm-hmm. tennis in one. He's yeah. he's go karting in one. <laughs> he is he's playing golf. He's playing board games. He's teaching you how to type. He's just kind of doing a bunch of random things. He's a doctor in another and, one too. And, even in the mainline games, they're all kind of framed as stage plays. So if you really, if you want the lore, you know about Mario, then uh, pretty much all Mario games are like stage plays. He's pr- he's performing on a stage. He's doing this performance, and it's about saving a princess. He's just performing a story. All of the platforms are like little platforms that are connected via wires to the ceiling because it's all on a stage. It's all it's all fake. Um, none of it's real. So the lore for Mario is that this imaginary plumber character is is saves a princess on uh, as a stage play, and that's it. So ro- roll roll music. Here it comes. Wow! wow. But right. wait, you can go golf and uh. Ethan. <laughs> Ethan wanted to talk about that or some shit like that, but I said no, <laughs> Ethan. Don't you don't you see? This is the perf- This is the perfect time for us to all together talk about a very special movie because there's a new Mario Brothers movie coming out, which is, in a way, a sequel to, to, the, to a different movie, a, a separate Mario Brothers movie that already exists. So why, why talk about video games? When we can uh-huh. talk about video games that are also movies, which is like the Mario movie that's coming out right now. Uh-huh. So this is uh, a very this is a good plan instead. Let me take you guys right. back to a time, a dark time in mm-hmm. gamer history. I think a- as a true gamer, we can all we can all relate to these dark times. But the year before is- any of us existed. Yes, exactly. The year is 1983, and video games have died in America. Mm-hmm. The, the great video game crash of 83 famously destroyed all of the video game markets in the Americas, and 
it looked like that video games were just going to be a fad that had come and gone in the 80s, much like <sighs> parachute pants. Is that the 80s? Again, I didn't exist no. then. Uh, <laughs> DeLoreans, I think, much, were gone much. by the 80s. Uh-huh. Uh, was it? No, Tamagotchis were 90s. Tamagotchis were 90s. Were the video games were making anyway. way for the Tamagotchis. Yeah, it was evolution. It's true. Well, Digivolution. We, thank you for that callback, Fran. <laughs> but fortunately, our brothers overseas in the great land of Japan did not have this issue. In fact, they were entering a new era of video gaming, the era of home consoles. That, that's right. People were tired yeah. of having to go to arcades to go play video games, although they still were doing that a lot and actually had a lot of fun also, doing it. Yeah. Also, we did do. we did have have home consoles. They were just like they were well, not, they not were being successful. They, yeah, in America's they were dying, but yeah, in Japan they were growing uh, as the electronic consumer market, as we have talked about before, in Japan was thriving, and so a little company that had historically made playing cards and then for a while made these things called game and watches which as described were a single video game mixed with a watch that you could carry in your pocket decided that they were going to make a cool new little home console called the Famicom and mm. this cool little home console needed a cool little mascot what was going to bring it into the new generation and thus a man is born. A legend is born. It's Mario. He is born. It's a him. Mario. You see, Mario was originally a character that Nintendo had used in their uh, breakout arcade classic, Donkey Kong. But in that one, he is known as Jumpman. However, he now gets his own title called the Super Mario Brothers. They also used him in a game called Mario Brothers, which is not a game that is very fun, uh, but is an arcade game. Is that game. the one where it's like the single view and it has the mm -hmm. platform? Yeah, yep. like yep, yep, yep. okay. and you got to yep. like flip over Coopers and, yep. and kick them. Yeah. yeah, so there's that game. That's just called Mario Brothers, but Super Mario Brothers. That is the breakout hit of 1985. And using the star power hmm, that Mario has. Oh That's a little reference to Mario 64. He <laughs> is able to single-handedly revive the American video game console market as the Japanese market a package deal. One NES Nintendo Entertainment System, which is what the American name for the Famicom is, Bundled, bundled with a fun new game, the Super Mario Brothers. And this game took America by storm. Uh, it basically revived the home console market and put video games back on the map in America, at least home console video games, uh, and uh, opened up a whole new sector for console markets, which were, uh, you know, trying to distinguish themselves from the home computer market where you could just play computer games on your old-timey computer. Um, and then you also had to, you know, you also got a computer on the side of that. So, you know, kind of a hard, hard niche to break into. But the game was so fun and addicting that 
that everyone loved it and started playing it. It's it's worth noting that like the the video because it sounds weird today to think of video games as a like pastime kind of like dying out right and it's just worth noting that the games that were coming out before mario were fucking mm. terrible right. yeah and the like i mean and it's it's not just that they were like old technology but it's that there were hundreds of just like cash grabs mm-hmm. the vast majority of games then they were like they were just very lazy copy paste of the most popular arcade games. Yeah. yeah I think well, basically the home console market was trying to make the arcade games at home. That's really all it was. Right, but they weren't it wasn't just like the Pac-Man the people who made Pac-Man want to put Pac-Man on your home arcade, right? It was that 20 other companies want also to make a Pac-Man too. knockoff and try to sell it to you. And so it was just ripe with copy paste bullshit mm-hmm. and uh play pong so much so right yeah one i mean one of the big issues is like the atari for example had over a hundred different video game publishers publishing to it which doesn't necessarily seem like a lot maybe in today's market but imagine if there was a hundred different publishers publishing just for like the game boy advance like that there's there's only so much you can there's only so much you can do. No, all of the Game Boy Advance games were published by Nintendo. Uh, that's were they? That's the that's where There's the like ni- over fifteen hundred games. That's where. Well, that's that's the difference between develop and published. But the the that's where the Nintendo seal of approval was one of their big marketing ploys for mm. for this the NES because uh, they were they they not only were like making this stand for. Uh, like home consoles, but they were saying, listen, if you buy a Nintendo Seal product, we are guaranteeing that this game is good. Uh, and <laughs> once once they had a couple hit successes on their hands with the Nintendo Seal of Approval, it started to win back the market. And they were like, oh, this actually means something. If Nintendo puts this seal onto a game, then it's a good game. And people were yes. starting to buy it again and not feeling as ripped off instead of getting like E.T. for the Atari, which is notoriously one of oh. the worst games ever made. Does the Nintendo seal of approval apply to movies? Interesting <laughs> question, friend. Do you think perhaps they will put it on there? Because that I would like that if they put it. Yeah. Cheeky, do you think they put, they put Nintendo a Nintendo seal of approval? On uh, the new Mario movie that's coming out, or it, the one from I 1993. Mean, <laughs> I'm looking at the seal right now, friend. It doesn't say anything about video games. It just says that this this Nintendo seal seal. is your assurance that Nintendo has approved and guaranteed the quality of this product. I'm just saying, if this if the marketing, upcoming one has marketing people has the seal, get on. Yeah, it. I mean. That would be awfully cute if the movie started with the Nintendo oh, seal. That would be cute. We're, like, so we're gonna we're gonna do. Uh, Lizzie and I are gonna make a bingo card for the Mario movie. You guys should do it too, and then we're gonna just like put all the things we think is gonna happen yeah. somewhere in the Mario movie that hasn't already been spoiled in the trailers, which is a mm. lot. Uh, yeah, but then true. we'll maybe we'll post that up on at Spices with on Twitter, yeah. and just uh, you can play along if you feel like it. I'm excited um, to go into it blind. It'll be a fun time. It will be a Minus fun the time. Nihilistic Luma, but so no, that's going to be a really fun time. Uh, I'm excited s- about the Luma. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, Nintendo was making, you know, Nintendo. It, they're they're not like superheroes, right? It's a company trying to make money, but 
you know, they they had their marketing points. This like, you know, we're going to make good games. We're going to publish all of the games on our systems so we know everything that's going on to the console and you as the consumer know that if you are playing on a Nintendo, you're getting a Nintendo game. And I mean, they held fast to that for a really long time, oh, basically yeah. through the GameCube. And then we got to the Wii, which is notorious for the vast amounts of shovelware video shovelware, games that they yeah. put on to the Wii. Um, There's also a lot on the Switch store. True. Switch well, I, store, I mean, right. that's that's well, just modern gaming. Yeah, though. that's just what yeah. modern gaming is. But back then, this yeah. was you know this was a, a a renaissance for for the video game market. So mm -hmm. what is what is the story, the lore of the original Super Mario game? Well, fortunately, I have found a copy of the original game booklet, which outlines the story. Because obviously, in the game, through technical limitations. Uh, a lot of the times you you couldn't get the full story just via the you know playing the video game um but but fortunately back then all video games came with little booklets to to give you the story in written form so that you knew what what your goal was what you're trying to do so um according to the according to the Mario booklet the object of the game/game /game description is one day the kingdom of the peaceful mushroom people was invaded by the Koopa a tribe of turtles famous for their black magic. The quiet, peace-loving mushroom people were turned into mere stones, bricks, and even field horsehair plants, and the mushroom kingdom fell into ruin. The only one who can undo the magic spell of the mushroom people and return them to their normal selves is the Princess Toadstool, the daughter of the Mushroom King. Unfortunately, she is presently in the hands of the great Koopa Turtle King. Mario, the hero of the story, parentheses, maybe, hears about the mushroom people's <laughs> plight and sets out on a quest to free the mushroom princess from the evil Koopa and restore the fallen kingdom of the mushroom people. You are Mario. It's up to you uh -huh. to save the mushroom people from the black magic of the Koopa. This reeks of translation errors. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, this is Miyamoto's vision in in not i not one iota off of what his what his what he wanted so from the game manual we know that uh first off the king king cooper is a big bad cooper? boy he's just he's the king of the koopas um okay. <laughs> he's not he's not called bowser as of yet he's just the king koopa um, he is a he is a, a magician with with black magic, a, a powerful warlock. Uh, I didn't know he was a magician. Yeah, he does. I thought that was just the magic Koopa. No, whatever. no, no. He he's a powerful magician, um, <laughs> and he leads the the Koopa army, which consists mostly of the Koopa Troopas. Uh, and he's taken over the Mushroom Kingdom and turned its residents into bricks and such. That is what Mario is hitting to get items out of throughout the throughout his adventure. Uh, it says it says in the manual if you come across mushrooms who have been turned into bricks or made invisible, they reward you by giving you a power boost. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, that's where you get your 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 powers uh it is important that the mushrooms in the game manual are called magic mushrooms uh they are <laughs> just that yeah hell yeah 
and uh, 80s, I guess. And and it also gives us all the the lore with all of the the enemies. There's the Bullet Bill. He is a, a living sentient bullet. There's the Koopa Troopas. They are uh, according living to the, sentient Koopas. Yeah, they are apparently uh, timid turtles. That's very cute. There's the Kitu, a mysterious sky turtle who controls the clouds and throws his children at you. Uh, actually, no, the Spinies are their pets of the of the Lakitus. Mm, I, like, I don't think it's his child. No, they're his, they're his, they're his pet. <laughs> they're his pets. Um, there is the, the Goombas. The Goombas are apparently mushrooms who have betrayed the mushroom kingdom. Defectors, if you will, I guess. Oh. S- some, some. So, so they are, they're like, uh, fucking J.R.R. Tolkien orcs. They're like, <laughs> mushroom people who have become yeah. gross and ugly because yeah. evil has entered their yeah. hearts. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> they're right. they're not just they they they're not like toads that have turned evil. It just yeah. says they are mushrooms who've betrayed the mushroom kingdom. So th- okay. I guess they were just mushrooms, just the little like magic mushrooms at one point and then they became evil which made them grow legs and and have hatred for plumbers. Uh, so yeah, very strange. Um, by the way, I'm pretty sure Mario's just a plumber because he travels through pipes. I don't think there's any other reason. Like he, you never see him plumb on no. screen. I think he just knows how to navigate the pipes. I think that's that's his canonical yeah. reason for being a plumber. Yeah, that's like his canonical reason. And there, the the whole concept was like that they wanted to have a hero who felt like relatable like yeah. he's an everyman hero not like a mystical knight or whatever yeah wasn't it, like, some of his design decision also because of the limitations of the graphics I, like the, they purposely every every sprite in a in a NES game can only have four colors and one of yeah. them was transparent so mario is only three colors yeah i think that was part of his character choice design, wasn't it? Because they're like, okay, we have to make him noticeable and visible. Yeah, well, and they needed like, uh, and they had like yeah. two characters, and they were like, well, one will be red and one will be green because those are both like primary colors mm-hmm. in the in in the like the display on a screen. So, um, and then the backgrounds were blue. So, mm-hmm. fun fun fact. Um, also, I guess he is called Bowser in this one. He's called Bowser, King of the Koopa. So I guess he's always been Bowser. Go. Um, but uh, the toads are still called the mushroom retainers. Uh, they're, I guess, the Princess Toadstool's court. She's not known as Peach yet. But uh, the biggest, the most important thing is that in this manual, uh, the little squids are called bloobers. Um, so not from bloopers? so from now on, I'm calling them bloobers. That's what the <laughs> manual says, and I like that okay. name better. It makes more sense, quite honestly, because they go blue, 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 blue. Okay, we we have to we have to get into the the deep lore well, here. We gotta get into well, it. All right. Well, all, yeah. All you need. I to feel know, like bloobs are deep lore. All you need. To, that's true. That's a very deep cut. All you need oh, to know God. about the original game <laughs> is that Bowser can turn people into rocks, and that you hit the rocks to destroy them killing that person i guess but sometimes they give you one-ups and such oh a life for a life <laughs> that's right that's right friend 
Um, and uh, and that's pretty much the first game. Uh, it introduces all of our characters and all of Mario's kind of like main uh, main move set, which is mostly just running and jumping. He's just a running and jumping man. Uh, but the jump man, if you will. The jump man, if you will. So Mario's going to go on to be pretty popular, as we now know in retrospect. Um, in the so Mario came out or Super Mario Brothers came out in 1985, and we're going to go, we're going to kind of time-lapse over eight years, but in that eight years, we have SMB1, Super Mario Brothers, SMB2, which as Fran pointed out, uh, is not, it came out the same year as SMB3, because it was originally a different game, and then they just reskinned it to be a Mario game, because it is based heavily on Japanese lore, of like mm-hmm. Japanese ritual that make no sense to an American audience. So they're like, put a, put a Mario in it. If you put a Mario in it, they'll buy it. And then they kind of did, but the game is still really weird. It's certainly a departure from the rest of the series. Um, I played that game so much on my Game Boy Advance. It also it also introduced the Shy Guys, who are cute little boys, and mm-hmm. who, in retrospect, don't match any of the aesthetic of really any of the Mario characters up until that point. Um, but they There's only one other game to think about, so. True. Uh, but they are uh yeah, the in that in that Mario game. So obviously we've got the story from the first one. In the second one, uh it is all a dream. So none of it matters. Uh Mario was having a dream about well, that's not true. Okay, listen. I'll go over this. I don't want to talk about Doki Doki Panic and SMB2 too much. But listen, there in, in the original Doki Doki Panic, which is what the which is what the it's the reskin of you know it's what it originally was, and they reskin as Mario. There is a magical storybook that comes to life when you read it, and then the villain of the storybook tears out the last page where he's defeated. And so he becomes the almighty sorcerer King Wart, who's a giant frog, and he mm-hmm. rules the storybook land, and he uses his power to suck in um, a child from a family. And the family then decides that they need to go save the child that was sucked into the book by the evil King Wart. And so you can play as Papa, who's very strong, but doesn't jump good. Or you can play as Mama, who it, who can jump and float because she wear dress, and you can you can play as uh you can play as his, the the kidnapped child's brother, who is uh who is uh, uh all arounder I guess, and you can play. Uh, I think at, he run the fastest. Uh no, Papa Papa run the fastest, but only when he's holding stuff. And then he, and then you can play. He's strong, so when he's holding, he's Toad. Toad is Toad runs the fastest, but only when he's when he has an object in his hand, when he's okay. when he's carrying things. And then sure. there's and then there's the and then there's the the brother's girlfriend or wife or whatever. And then she jump she jump the highest. She has high jump, jump. super high. Uh, so they reskinned it so that Papa became Toad. Where he can lift when whenever he's holding things, he runs the fastest. Mama became Peach, who can float in the air. Uh, the brother became Mario, who's just kind of a dude. 
uh, and the and the, the, the girlfriend became Luigi, who jumped the highest. Uh, yeah. So then they go through the adventure and they beat the king because, of course, as they learn from the storybook, the king has a weakness, which is vegetables, and so they feed him a bunch of vegetables, thus yep. defeating him, so many freeing, freeing the child, and and releasing them. Um, but then when they reskinned it for Mario, uh, they that's impossible to explain. That doesn't make any sense. I just tried to explain it, and you think I'm a crazy person. So they said, it was all a dream Mario was having. And then he says, thank you so much for playing my dream. And, uh, and the game is over. So uh, game. lore behind the second game, it was all a dream. Uh, third game, SMB3, it also happens. Again, is framed like a stage play. The, there's curtains that open and reveal the, the game. The capes, right? There, it was, it had, the it had the, uh, the, yeah, the leaf, yeah, the, the tanuki yeah. suit, the raccoon. Oh, that the you... American version, it was a cape though, right? No, that, no. that is, yeah. su- Super Mario World. That's Super Mario uh, World, which also has come out in the span of time, which introduced the cape, uh, introduced amazing 16-bit color because it's now on the Ooh. Super Famicom. Whoa. And introduced a little cute guy. Maybe you heard of him. His name's Yashi. He's just a little fella, and you want to give him a kiss. Feed him all the apples. You feed him everything. He eats everything and everyone who gets in his path. But apples. You can feed him apples. You can feed him living, sentient creatures. Yoshi don't care. Yeah. Yoshi Yoshi doesn't have a thought in his head. He just consumes. And And Mario uses him like a tool. For his, for his. He's very mean to Yoshi. He hits him in the head. He does. Get his tongue to come out. Listen, there's a lot of very aggressive. There's a lot of controversy over whether he hits them or whether he's just pointing at a thing and telling Yoshi to eat them. Yoshi in the skull. It doesn't matter because he, uh, Yoshi's are expendable to Mario. He doesn't care (laughs) about the Yoshi's. Okay, I I know that you don't like animal abuse. If you don't like the thought of Yoshi getting hit on the head. But A, Yoshi's a dinosaur, not an animal. And B, <laughs> Ma- let's let's not make let's not treat Mario as if he truly cares about the the uh-huh. mushroom kingdom and his people. He does this for glory yeah. alone. Right. And I mean also, even though Yoshi does not speak our tongue, he is a sentient being. So it's not really animal abuse, it's like slave abuse. Yeah, basically. So wow. Yeah. Well, okay. it's much it, but better. In 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 fairness, the Yoshis that he uses would be newborn babes. So it, it's child abuse. Yeah, I mean basically, but from a different okay. species. So I don't know. Child abuse. People eat veal, Fran. What? I mean, what do you want? It's the same thing. If you eat veal, you can't be pro Yoshi. That's just how it works. Wait. What? What's veal? Fran, do you not know what veal? Friend, veal is just baby. Isn't it lamb? No, veal is oh. baby cow, and they like chain mm-hmm. the babies up so they can't move around because it makes the meat taste bad. What? Yeah, they like put okay. them in tiny cages so they can't move. Uh huh. And okay. then they hit well, them on the head terrible. so that their tongue come out and eat things. Ooh. <laughs> that's is no. that where cow tongue comes from? Then? No, that's Yoshi. <laughs> but but yeah, don't eat don't eat veal. Just don't. That sounds awful. Yeah, Why is that a thing? Well, cause because it's, it's tasty, delicious. I guess. I guess it's because it? it's delicious. 
Fran, quite, right. mm. quite honestly, okay. if you're gonna draw the line at that for animal cruelty, uh, we can't get we can't get into the complicated relationship <laughs> that that the modern people have with their food and how like distant they are from them. Fran, we can't do that. We're okay. talking about Mario. I'm stop ta- stop talking about this. How did you get me to talk about veal? It doesn't matter. Mario, <laughs> Mario's Mario, Mario, Mario God. is here, and CJ's those always bringing up veal. Those games happen. <laughs> stop eating veal. Those games happen. <laughs> And uh, and they're cool. People love them. Uh, but now we have exited the tubular realm of the 80s and have entered the radical realm of the 90s. And Whoa. it's the so and it's the early 90s. And what does everyone want to do in the early 90s? That's right. They want to monetize video games, small potatoes. No one, you know, it's still pretty niche market, all things considered. They haven't got the widespread appeal of other forms of media. And so what is what is Nintendo trying to do? That's right. They're trying to expand the brand. All right. They want to branch out. Okay. They want to market their favorite plumber. And the best way to do that is that's right. A movie, Fran. But not just any movie. Because listen, animation, that's expensive. Also, there was an animated Mario series called the Super Mario Brothers Show. And it's oh, it, it was ha- half animated, and it was it was it had live action parts and <laughs> animated parts. No. It was it was amazing, Fran, okay, and well, I love you can it. Teach me about that later. And I love it. And Lu- and I'm- Luigi goes, look, Mario, I I thought I made this football, and then and then Mario goes. Luigi, that's a stone, Luigi. You didn't make it. And then he goes, oh, Mario, catch. And then he throws a rock at him. And it's like, why? What are you talking about? They're just talking about a rock that he found that looked like a football, and he threw it at his brother, and he, like, knocks him over. That's, like, a bit they do. It's like a a skit show. It's amazing. it's, it's, It's crazy. The Mario TV show was fucking insane. because. It was produced bit. in America or Japan? Uh, it was, I believe, produced in America. Uh, and I believe that because this was the era when celebrities would go on, like, Sesame Street, right? Yeah. To get their, you know, get their cred with their kids and all that stuff. And the Mario show would regularly take on B and C list celebrities in the live action part. And oh. for just, like super super weird like bits that made no sense to children probably made no sense to adults either and then they would just like throw animation in like the middle of it they would cut to like the 80s uh yeah. oh i don't know when this one came out think, was it late 80s i think it was because everyone's on 80s. cocaine at that point so uh-huh. it's yeah. gonna happen yeah it was uh it was really good um <laughs> Yeah, it was. You should watch it. Also, this is around the same time that the Legend of Zelda animated series came out, which oh. is which is very bad. Uh, oh, excuse me, princess. N- Nintendo, let me go get my stuff. Uh, so Nintendo <laughs> s- stopped doing animation for a while, uh, and Fair. and hasn't really <laughs> since. Which is how good every it's just how good everything has been going with that, uh, and. What started it all? Well, what started the 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 movie industry, not just TV shows? The very first movie adaptation of a video game 
came out in the great year of our Lord, 1993, a very special year for a lot of us. Uh, and it was is Mario really the first video game adapted the to the movies? first video game adapted to the silver screen. Wow, came out yes. in 1993 and was called the Super Mario Brothers movie. And ah, I never knew it was the first one. That's and boy, howdy, did they take some liberties? All right. We finally. The concept. I'm sorry, but just the concept that this was the first video game movie and then they made more. Set the like, tone. <laughs> Set the tone. You like the Mortal Kombat movie? Better thank your friendly local Mario. Do you like the Prince of Persia movie with eye candy Jake Gyllenhaal? Well, let me tell you, that would never have happened without your favorite plumbing duo breaking uh-huh. breaking new ground. Do you like... Did they make that Assassin's like Creed movie? Did they do yeah, that? Was, I don't know. I, I heard it was really bad. I feel really like bad. what you're looking for is the, the Street Fighter movie where Adam Gomez is M. Bison. I don't care about that, Ethan. <laughs> you don't care? <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? Movie, right? Sorry, sorry. That Ethan. movie is so fucking good, dude. It was like it was, it, I when I watched it last, I was like really bored. Maybe I was too young, I don't know, but I was like, this is there's there's talking a lot. They're like they're like in crowds a lot. I don't know. There's also the Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, that was, for, I like that one better. Yeah. For Ethan, the day he watched the Street Fighter movie was the most important day of his life. For CJ <laughs> It was Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, but no. First and foremost, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Now, the Super Mario Brothers movie is, of course, a live action movie because, mm-hmm. of course, it is. Of course, it is. Listen, you have hot IP on your hands. You need to make something that is memorable. And no one's ever made a video game movie before. And all the video games so far for this series have almost no story to them. Remember, you're just a guy moving from left to right on the screen, right? You have the enemies, and you have a general plot, which is that you're saving a princess, or in Super Mario World, you're saving the Yoshis. And apart from that, you don't have a lot to go off of to make, you know, a a, a movie, a story, a plot. Uh, And so the writers for this movie took a big, I would say a big swing, just like pointed out all the way out to left field and was like, there's where we're going. And they, I mean, they had a vision and and they made it, man. They did it. The referee was like, we're playing soccer here. I don't know. What are you doing? He's like, nope. Home run, I call right now. Here's uh, here's the thing. Did you look into the production history of this movie? I mean, not not greatly wide. What do you want to know? So we do well, lore here, Fran. I was gonna tell you things about it. <laughs> okay. Um. So oh. like the movie was originally written like for like you know like for children, right? Yeah. But uh-huh. then the movie did Disney... not was not made for well, children. I'll tell you that, having seen it. It was originally going to be like made for like you know children, right? But then Disney got the distribution rights to it. And then they said, you need to fix this. And they insert, then they had them start filming lots of scenes with like strippers and shit. Yeah, there were a lot of scenes with strippers yeah. and shit. 
This and movie's... that was because Disney got the distribution rights, and they're like, "We need this to be different." Disney loves and... Disney loves putting strippers in their movies. So I can't tell you how many how times you got they do this that. abomination. Of no, 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 no. Here's the thing. I want to say this right off the top. All right, this not film abomination in a bad way. This film got a lot. This film did not do well. It got a lot of <laughs> flack when it came out. It was very weird. People weren't a huge fan. I <laughs> love this movie. And I, I've seen it many times now. And every time I watch it, I like it more. Okay? This is a great movie. Uh, the first time I watched it, I watched it ironically because I heard it was a bad movie and it was about video games. And I watched it and I was like, I like this movie, actually. And then the second time I watched it, I genuinely enjoyed it. And I took in all of the picturesque details that I was getting that the, 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 the actors and the director and the set designers clearly had a vision, okay? And it was fantastic. This is a great movie. I, and if yeah, you want to I watch imagine- it, it is on the Internet Archive, the government-run Internet Archive, because it's a national treasure. Enshrined, <laughs> you can watch it for free whenever you want on the Internet. It's amazing. Uh-huh. After you watch this crap new movie and you want to see something of quality, you can go watch the. <laughs> I don't think the new movie is going to be as good as the old movie. I'll I'll be very upfront. I think the new movie is going to be good. I don't think it's going to uh-huh. be this good. And I'm going to tell you why, Ethan. Are you ready to hear about what happens in the Super I'm Mario really Brothers movie 1993? No, but go for it, my man. 65 million years ago, the dinosaurs uh-huh. roamed the land, Ethan. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and what were the dinosaurs doing? That's right. They were drawn in like Microsoft Paint and animated eating grass and being like, nom, nom, nom. life is good, isn't it? And then the other dinosaurs goes, yeah, I couldn't see life getting any better. And then... They're, they're talking, having a good time, and then fizzle out of Microsoft Paint, which is weird because it's the only scene that looks like that, and cut <laughs> and cut to CGI Meteor striking the Earth. And now we have a beautiful voiceover by, by Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. I can't ever say his name. Hoskins. We have a beautiful voiceover by Bob Hoskins, and he says... A lot of people think that the meteor wiped out the dinosaurs. But what if instead the meteor strike actually caused our dimension to split into two dimensions, one of which the dinosaurs survived and continued to evolve in a parallel universe, always connected to ours but on its own evolutionary path? And then we go, "Uh uh-huh, yeah. And then we check the title again to make sure we are watching the correct movie. And yes, we are still watching the Mario movie. So, what? So, I'm I'm sorry that I'm sorry that I'm already lost. I'm just yeah. So I'm not, well, we're about I think, we're about I would say thirty seconds into the movie, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we'll say I'm not mature enough for this one, so I need you to break it down for me, CJ. Mm-hmm. So, in our universe, the meteor crashed the and killed the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In their universe, it did nothing. It just broke the dimension. It, it, the, the meteor, yeah, the meteor broke off the dinosaurs into that dimension. So I guess they're gone because they're there now. 
Yeah, they weren't killed off. They were put into okay. A Some of dimension. them were killed off because dinosaur bones still exist in our world, yeah. but they're but they were they continued to exist in the other. Okay, world. so okay, okay, so it's not that there's a timeline split. Split. No, it's that this meteor created a pocket dimension, uh, an yes, alternate dimension. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, you do, you got it, Ethan. You okay, it. okay. Yeah. All right. all right. That make that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Okay. By the way, this this <laughs> meteor struck uh, Brooklyn, as we all know, the meteor that killed yeah. the dinosaurs yeah, 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 struck yeah. in present day Brooklyn. The pocket uh, dimension is centered in Brooklyn. Yes. Correct. Yes. Uh, next, we we fast forward a little bit. It's now twenty years. A, years. It's now twenty years ago, according to this movie, which would have been in the seventies. But I guess now is just. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's here's the problem. In this movie, they do show the twin towers and. If it was 20 years ago from today, it would be 2003. So, you know, there's a little, there's a, now we are in an alternate universe with less terrorism. So a better one, but, you know, uh-huh. we'll use our imagination. But it's 20 years ago and it's raining heavily and a woman runs through the streets cradling a basket and she's, she's running to the nearest church, slams on the door and then runs away. And of course, a nun comes out of the church and sees this this basket she opens up and it's this strange metallic pod and in inset into the metallic pod is a crystalline shard that is that is delicately placed on top and the nun is like oh whoa this is weird so she calls in all the other nuns and she takes the pod inside and the pod opens to reveal that it was carrying a egg, Ethan, a giant egg. And instead of smashing this abomination to God, which is what I think uh-huh. a nun would do, instead the egg hatches and out of the egg comes a baby girl and she's crying. Uh, and instead of throwing this abomination to God baby girl down a well, which is probably what nuns in a Catholic church would do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they decide to keep the baby and raise it, uh, which I, I think probably churches get pretty tired of people leaving baby, babies at their doorstep, especially during like the 90s. That was kind of a big trope is that they just like- 70s. Well, all throughout that time, they're just like bring bring your unwanted babies to the police department. I would think is usually it's where usually people the fire put, department. right is usually. I, mean, I don't know if you want to leave them with the Catholic Church. Quite honestly, yeah. I mean, well, we just we just didn't know then. Unless we did, I don't know. They just they they people read the Hunchback of Notre Dame, and I guess to them the moral of the story was the babies. The church will take your unwanted babies. Which is a weird moral to pull from that story, but I guess it is one that <laughs> technically makes sense. So, all right. It is a, I, a moral. <laughs> is it a moral, Fran, or is it amoral? Ah. Oh, who ah. is the real monster, Fran? Is it man? Yeah. No, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense to me. It's like the church is like, oh, you shouldn't do an abortion. And I believe at that time, like, certain some churches too were like, oh, condoms are bad. Like, you shouldn't be yeah. doing any of that stuff. And so it's like, all right, well, fuck you. You can have the baby then. You, 
I was gonna say, do you think you think this is all a plot for the church to acquire more babies? I mean, like, <laughs> no, I don't do, think this is the church's want, plot. They I do think want that's their just congregation like, to multiply, but I don't. I think that they don't want I, to just, just have a bunch of babies. No, I don't think that that's the church's plot. I think that's just people's response, right? When they're like, oh. "All right, well, you're the one who told me not to get an abortion. You can deal with the baby now." It's a very, this is a very heated episode that's about Mario. We just made a pocket dimension in the first thirty seconds. It's gonna be a heated episode well, about yeah, Mario. The, the next thirty seconds, there's a orphan baby. She's not orphan. She's abandoned. She's, ab she's abandoned. She's not orphan. Uh -huh. And she came out a uh, egg, and it's a human girl. And it's a it's a human girl. Or is it? It's a girl. Looking girl. It's a it's a hu It looks like a human baby. Human appearance Kay. of a child. Fantastic. Yeah. Now we fast forward to modern time, Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn. If you can make it uh -huh. here, you can make it anywhere. We come across our protagonists two down on their luck plumber duos a pair of brothers in fact who are broke and just trying to find work wherever they can get it and it is indeed the mario brothers played of course by legendary actor bob hoskins as mario and john leguizamo in his breakout role as luigi you might know him as bruno the guy from encanto Oh, I didn't know he was also Bruno. Uh, yeah, but we don't talk about Bruno, and that's a good little Disney. That's a good little Disney joke, oh, Fran, that I absolutely set you up for. You fool! Okay. You fell right into my joke trap. Joke in huge quotation marks. Trap in little quotation marks. Well, let's uh, cut this in quotation <laughs> marks and get back to my favorite childhood actor, Bob Haskins. Listen, he was he's he's no longer with us, but he's always with us in our hearts. Um, mm -hmm. So these two brothers are the Mario Brothers, uh, Mario Brothers Plumbing, which is, by the way, it seems like the new movie is kind of taking the same approach with, you know, like two regular plumbers from the regular world as the protagonists. Mm -hmm. So came from this movie mm -hmm. first. Keep that in mind. Uh, the two of them are. Uh, trying to get work, but they can't because this big businessman Anthony Scapelli is taking all the jobs. He's got all these he's got all these plumber guys running around taking all the good plumbing jobs, and these guys they're just trying to make a living out here in the cutthroat <laughs> the cutthroat borough of Brooklyn. Uh huh. The the great plumbing work shortage of 93 listen it's not that there's a work shortage it's just that he keeps stealing all the jobs before they can he get just, there he's got so many plumbers he's got a lot of plumbers all right how are these two brothers gonna make it out here in new york everyone's talking like that the whole time by the way i'm not just uh, yeah uh, oh yeah he goes mario i'm mario you're mario brother well how what are we gonna do luigi and then luigi's like i don't know brother we we'll figure out some way. Uh, we've already got some. We've already got some character traits for Mario and Luigi. Mario's you know the older brother. He's wiser. He's like the master plumber. Uh, and it's he he uh, is kind of the the father figure. Also his brother for Luigi, who he he raised because it was just the two of them boys. Uh, and uh, as Luigi reveals later, they they never knew that he never knew their mom and dad. 
Uh, apparently, Mario did know his dad because he taught him the plumbing arts. But by the time Luigi came around, I guess they had gone. So it's just Mario and Luigi now. So it's a lot more like gritty, you know, kind of interpretation of these of these plumbers. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just, hey, Mario, why is our last name Mario? Because I ain't taking that <laughs> last name from that no good piece of shit. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he is. Uh, it didn't sound like he had problems with his old man. It's it's it sounds like he's just dead because he says that his his father taught him how to be a plumber and his father taught him how to be a plumber. It's a family art, Luigi. You gotta learn the family art. But Luigi Luigi's kind of a slacker. He loves playing video games and watching. <laughs> he, it does that great '90s thing where he's like watching a TV show that is just exactly pertinent to the plot where they're doing like mm-hmm. this history channel ancient era aliens show where it's like do two parallel worlds live beside each other always separated but still connected and he said always separated but connected and i'm like well that's not how that works <laughs> how pocket dimensions work but sure but he is he's like but he's you know he's like a he, he he's like a good spirit and he loves his brother and the two of them are hard workers together so um they're just trying to make a living out here and then, so we get kind of we we get the introduction to the brothers and to this 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 no good businessman Anthony Scapelli, who's taking all the jobs and also he's like a, he's he's the owner of this like a big contractor, uh, building all the buildings in Brooklyn. All right, he's a land developer, the most evil man there is. And then we cut now to a young woman who is a college student, and she is studying. I guess anthropology or archaeology or just like she digs up bones for a living and she loves talking about dinosaur bones. And they've made an exciting new discovery because when Scapelli's men were digging up the ground to put in a new building, they uncovered some dinosaur bones in the ground underneath Brooklyn. You know how there's all those dinosaur yeah. bones under Brooklyn. Well, there's a pocket dimension there, I guess. Well, they discovered all of the bones under Brooklyn, so the college said, hey, stop. We're turning this into an archaeological dig site. And Scapelli doesn't like that. He wants to build this building. forget about he it. He says, I'm going to build these buildings. You can't stop me. The college can't stop me from building these buildings. Uh, but the the this is the next hour of my life. The school, <laughs> the school prevents him from building, and he's trying to like sabotage their archaeological dig because he wants to build his buildings there. Um, but this young woman, whose name is Daisy, she is trying to prevent him from doing that. She's she's kind of a tree hugger, but for ancient dinosaur bones. Um, she's a young act. She's a young activist. Um, Listen, if there was trees in Brooklyn, I would hug them, but there ain't none. Oh, we got rid so, of them. <laughs> this is how Daisy the, talks. Yeah, everyone as well. talks like that. Uh, no, Daisy talks normal. What I would say is normal. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Listen, the way the way that Mario and Luigi are talking, I don't, I don't think anyone actually speaks like that. Maybe you do. Maybe you know what? Maybe people in Brooklyn do talk like that, but it's very cartoonish the way that they speak. Um, so it sounds like Brooklyn maybe ain't so bad if if people go around talking like this. Uh, If you're from Brooklyn and you can give us some insight, please leave a comment and tell us. Yeah, let me know how good my thing is. I think it's good. 
I'm doing it exactly uh-huh. how Bob Hoskins did, and he's a professional actor. So <laughs> Hoskins. All right. Okay. So, uh, this Scapelli piece of shit. He's uh he's intimidating, Daisy. He's like. I don't know. A lot of women have been going missing lately. It would be a shame if that happened to you, which which is wild, (laughs) because as we figure out later, he has nothing to do with the women going missing in the city. Like he is. It's it sounds like he's like sinisterly behind all this, but he's not. He's just he's just like it would be a shame if you went missing. That's but do stay out of my business unrelated to that. Uh, uh, pro yeah. tip: Don't just go around to women and saying that. That was the nineties. You could threaten Unless, women all you want. Yeah, yeah. No, so you want them to get out of your way, so you just kind of give them, you know, a little like a vague scary threat. death threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. But as we see, Daisy is indeed in trouble because she's being tailed by two ne'er do wells who are trying oh. to kidnap her, and oh. she she's evading them through the streets. They're trying to kidnap her in the middle of the day, which is not usually when you try and kidnap a woman. So she's able to avoid them. But as she's trying to avoid these two men, she comes across the Mario brothers. Uh, they have their trucks broken down and they're trying to fix it because oh, it's hard workers out here trying to make a living, you know, doing what we can. And uh, Luigi is immediately infatuated with with Daisy. Uh, and he's he's no good at talking to girls. He's very stuttery. He doesn't know what to say. Uh, he's tripping over his words a lot. But Mario, he's a ladies' man. He's there to wingman for his brother. And he's he's like, oh, I think what my brother here is saying that we can we can give you a ride in the old truck if you need to get a ride out of here. And yeah. then, but listen, all I'm saying is that uh, a lot of ladies been disappearing lately. If you didn't go with be, my brother, I'd hate. Sh- it'd be a shame if something <laughs> happened to you out here. So, question. Yeah. So, in the Mario fandom universe, whatever, mm-hmm. Mario's with Peach, right? Like, that's a thing. Mm. Is this the origin of Luigi being with Daisy? No, the or is this a thing that, or is that something that's happened in the games before? Daisy, well, Daisy is introduced in Super Mario Land, which is mm-hmm. the which is one of the games that has that was happened in the time span. I don't know if I've played that one. It is a Game it's, Boy. It is game. original Game Boy. Um, it is the it is the origination of the Super Ball, which is a power up Mario never uses anymore, uh, hmm. because the Power Ball. <laughs> You throw it and it bounces on the screen like a screensaver. Oh. So you don't really need that in a game, but uh, it was on. Dude, but on the Game Boy, it made sense, uh, and yeah. it's really cool. But uh, in the Game Boy game, uh, Mario goes to uh, Daisy's uh, Daisy's kingdom and saves oh. saves Daisy in that one. Is is Daisy's kingdom dinosaur based? Uh, it's uh, it's no, desert it's, based. It's, she yeah, is, she's weirdly Egyptian themed. She's the king. Um, she's the kingdom of Saraslaha. Yeah. So she was. Well, you she don't was know that, friend. AKA Brooklyn. AKA Brooklyn. Well, in this one is Brooklyn. <laughs> she was. So she was introduced in that one, but she kind of stuck around because the the sports games and the go kart games and all of that stuff. Um, another you, lady. Yeah. yeah. Well, th- yeah. I mean, the the basic thing is is that they would have like counterparts, right? So Mario would have his partner Luigi for like tennis and such. Mm-hmm. And, and Yoshi uh, had Peach. Birdo. 
Right, and so Peach needed a partner, and so it was Daisy. Mm -hmm. And then by extension, since people like to couple Mario and Peach, people couple Daisy and Luigi. Okay, all right. But this this would have predated people coupling them because okay. Daisy was just introduced, but Mario Tennis was a ways out, and that was the first time you could play as Daisy. So I don't know. Maybe people so were throwing I'm it around. I'm going to say that this movie was the origination of the Luigi-Daisy show. I get It's a pretty it easy outfit. extension. There's only two women in the whole <laughs> series, and there's only two Until main characters. So, oh, yeah. So I, I don't know. It's not that far of a stretch, but so, uh, Daisy agrees with with the Mario Brothers uh, offer, and she goes and gets in the gets in with them, and then they travel off, and they uh, get get out of reach of the uh, of the guys that were following her, and uh, Luigi awkwardly asks her if she wants to go on a date, and she agrees. And so also pro tip: don't ask a woman out on a date while she's like trying to run from stalkers. Like, I mean, I'm just saying it would be a shame if something happened to you while they are like in duress. <laughs> like, well, they they got duress. her. They got her out of duress, and then she she likes Luigi's. She likes his his earnestness. His no, I, I would say he's more just earnest. Uh, and so they go out on a double date. Luigi is with oh. Daisy, and Mario is with his girlfriend. Of course, his girlfriend Daniela, as we all yeah. know. Um, uh-huh. who, is that the name of the girl from Donkey Kong? Nope, that's no, Pauline. Paulina. I Pauline. thought I thought she was supposed to be Pauline, uh, but she's not. This is just Dan- <laughs> this is just Daniela. Uh, okay. Mario's a bit of a ladies' man, though, so who knows how many girlfriends he has? Because uh, he uses his Mario charm a couple times in this movie to to it great is, effect. It is it is true. I guess side lore here, but like. All of the Mario RPG kind of series, like Paper Mario, uh, yeah, Super Mario RPG, like women just are all over this plumber man. They're just like, this is the sexiest. This is the sexiest creature that has ever existed. This Mario, and I lust for him. Can cannot get enough. So, um, (laughs) while they're on their double date, Daisy reveals that she has a necklace that is an ancient piece of stone, the very stone we saw in the opening scene. She is indeed the baby that hatched from the egg, and she says that this is the only thing that she has from her childhood because she grew up in the in the church. Uh, and so uh, we now know that Daisy is some sort of lizard person. She was born from an egg. Um, and there's plenty of other creatures that are born from eggs. We don't know that she's a lizard person. Okay, that's fair. So she's some sort of bird or Egg reptile person. or amphibian, yeah. and or fish. Or fish. So very. She's some fair sort enough. of egg-based person. You're right. Basically, anything but a mammal. Uh huh. I mean, it would be so hard to tell too because. Like Luigi be like, oh, your hands are so cold, like you're cold blooded or something. But she's that's, like, that's no, just, I'm just a girl. That's just women. Yeah. What you guys need to work on that. Uh, pump blood. I, I can't fix my circulation. Pump blood now. harder. Come on, Fran. All right. <laughs> my hands get so cold during my work day. All right. Like, I have to wear gloves at like two o'clock. So Daisy's able to escape, but the two people following her are still tailing them. And 
These guys are kind of bumbling fools. They're very lovable scamps as the movie goes on. They're so stupid, and they're constantly doing this like back and forth, like Two Stooges thing, and I love them. Mm-hmm. And they only get better as the movie goes on. But uh, apparently, they have been trying to kidnap Daisy for a long time, but keep messing up mm-hmm. and just taking random women, which is where the random women went, mm-hmm. which means that that, ra- that other guy had nothing to do with the kidnappings. He was just like... Be careful out there. People are getting kidnapped. It's these two guys, these two clowns who are trying to kidnap Daisy, but keep fucking it up. But anyway. What happens to the women that they do kidnap? We'll see. Accident? We'll see, Fran. Because they do end up kidnapping Daniela. That's right. They fucked it up again. Uh, they can't tell any of these. Classic. They can't tell any of these white women apart. And so they, <laughs> and so they kidnap Daniela on accident. Um, but uh, the Mario brothers don't actually know this because they just do it while she's off screen um and so then daisy is talking about how much she loves archaeology and she's like a fanatic and she's like you must think i'm crazy and luigi's like no i think it's cool that you like things and then and then she's like do you want to see the dinosaur bones and he's like yeah i want to see the bones and then they go underground and the underground of brooklyn is of course a big system of pipes and tubes and yeah. with dinosaur bones. Mm-hmm, with dinosaur bones yeah. in them, in yeah. the tubes. Weird, weird <laughs> place to put tubes, but you know. And Listen, the tubes don't the... have any water or anything in like. No, they're, they're just, just big just concrete tubes. cylinders, which yeah. maybe that's Listen. how you build stuff. I don't know. No, the that's city just the natural like um trans like that's definitely just how the subway definitely is not natural hey, hey, like the city just pay, the city just pays me to put pipes in they don't pay me to move dinosaur bones <laughs> God. all right so uh so while they are looking at the dinosaur bones daisy goes this is a new species of dinosaur it has thumbs which is weird to us, but that's cool. New dinosaur that was evolving thumbs. Um, but uh, cool. while they're looking at these dinosaur bones, a couple of these Scapelli goons come out and they sabotage the site and now it's flooding with water. They broke the pipes and now there's, there's water everywhere. And she goes, I thought they couldn't install pipes. Well, they can't, they can't, they can't anymore. That's, that's, they like prevented the building because they discovered these bones. So, and, so yeah. they're like, She's like, Daisy's like, Luigi, they're going to flood. What are we going to do? And he's like, I know what to do. So he goes and gets Mario. And he's like, brother, they're flooding, they're flooding the, the underground. They're, they're ruining everything. Those Scapelli goons. And he goes, oh, I hate this Scapelli guy. I'll come fix it. So Mario comes using his amazing plumbing skills. He's able to repair the pipes and save the dinosaur bones. And uh, by the way, this is still the Super Mario Brothers movie, just in case. Yeah, obviously, Mario just fixed the pipes. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. What, as he you... does in video in in his video game, maybe say exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, but while they are doing this, uh, those two goons come back—not the Scapelli goons, the kidnappers—because um, oh, they God. realized again they made a mistake. Um, but up. but this time they're like, "Hey, that's Daisy." So they grab her and they knock out the Mario brothers and then they they take her through the pipes. Um, and this is where we figure out that Luigi has a horrible sense of direction. That's one of his quirky little character traits. And then he, uh, I don't know why this stuck out, but Luigi's like this way. And then Mario goes, 
no, Luigi, that's her echo. It's this way. And he's like, how do you know? And Mario says, I've been listening to the pipes all my life. And then, <laughs> and then they chase after. So Mario is Mario's a plumber through and through, okay? He listens uh-huh. to the pipes, okay? He can hear them speak to him, all right? Oh, my God. And then they chase after Daisy, and these two these two kidnappers take Daisy through a stone wall. But the wall is some sort of semi-permeable magical membrane, and they just dissolve through it. And then Luigi's like, we gotta follow her! And then Mario's like, that's crazy! And then Luigi reaches out to grab Daisy and save her, but instead all he can get is her necklace with the stone in it. Mm. And... Oh. And Daisy is stolen away into the other world. And so Luigi jumps in after her. And then Mario jumps in after him. And they get teleported. Whoa! Through, like, you know, the Doctor Strange or the, you know, the Doctor Who intro with the TARDIS and he's like flying through the Uh tube. It's like that, kind of. Yeah. I mean, and listen, I'm not trying to uh, shit talk this movie. It's been amazing so far, but Uh they really should have had the teleporter be a, a big green pipe. Well, there's other pipes. Yeah, <laughs> other but pipes. I just I'm just saying it should have been a big green pipe and when they go through it should have gone like boop, boop, boop. This is okay, so this part is why I didn't like this movie the first time I saw it when I was a kid. Um do you okay. guys know when you carve a pumpkin and you've got the inside of the pumpkin, it's all gooey oh, and sticky and you yeah. don't like that? So yeah. this this whole movie is kind of themed around that. Yeah, it's gross. Uh-huh. It's got a bunch of like kind stringy, of fibrous stuff everywhere, yeah. which we are told is the fungus. Okay, so we're back. Are we back to the concept of 90s kids like gross shit? I think, I I think, think that's what it is. is. It's also supposed to be the Mushroom Kingdom. Right. So, so the mush, they're like, the, the, again, the show, does, the, the, the show producers, geniuses, they're like Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> but what, what's mushroomy about this? This is just, a, this is just an alternate reality fungus everywhere just everywhere and as we learned the fungus is choking out the city so the fungus is all all among among us the fungus among us okay we we finally learn who is behind all of these dastardly deeds uh who sent these two boys who are by the way spike and iggy maybe you've heard of them some of the koopa cousins and they are koopa cousins they call each other cousin and they were, of course, sent by Koopa himself, who uh, is not called Bowser. He's just called Koopa. And he is the leader of this land. Um, he's a cutthroat politician style man who mm-hmm. wants complete control over the Mushroom Kingdom. And he is, he is also uh, based off of our favorite president, Donald Trump. I uh-huh. I don't know about that. I I will. He, he is. I think he's he based is. off Trump. No, he is. I, he's got like no. He doesn't talk like him or act like him. His main character traits are he hates humans because he because uh-huh. he thinks they are just evolved monkeys. Which yeah, I mean I guess. Okay. And he's a germaphobe, which is a weird character trait. But he hates germs and he hates the fungus. Mm-hmm. Um and. Like to to outline what this world is, it's it's like an alternate Brooklyn. It's like a cityscape, 
but the, it's like a weird punk version of that. There's like crime everywhere. There's a lady walking her baby, which is a egg, because they're reptile people. They evolved from reptiles in this world. They're all human-ish. Uh-huh. Some of them are more reptile sure. than others, which is weird because some humans aren't more like monkey than other humans, but whatever. In this world, they all kind of, you know, were evolved into different types of lizard people. And I and they still lay eggs and that's their babies. And then someone just steals this baby in the middle of the street. They're like, that's mine. So there's there's crime everywhere, is what this scene is meant to do. This denote. just sounds like Brooklyn. And on top of that, I I don't think there's any Let us know in the comments. Gasoline or oil in the city because all the cars are like electric cars, but the electricity yeah. comes from these weird like but it's not like electric cars like that. It's like they're like bumper cars where they have the right. little like metal things that connect to the rails oh. above them. I really like that's, that they had the foresight that they couldn't so have gasoline because the dinosaurs evolved. Right. Yeah, because there's no dinosaurs that are rotting. That's pretty, that's it's, actually, it's, that's it's, pretty it's, fucking I told, good. this, this movie's shit. genius. I told you this movie's genius. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a good, good shit right there. That's yeah. a good goof. But what we, what we do know about this world is that it is lacking resources. The food is bad, the water's bad, the air is bad, and the fungus is choking out the city. So, also, I guess this city is a city that is just a monolithic city, and then the rest of their planet is just barren desert wasteland. He shows a globe of the planet and it's just barren desert wasteland and then the one city on it. So uh-huh. this is the this is the only thing that the exists in the parallel world. Sure. So, and then we get a bunch of cute As we know the dinosaurs only lived in the area of Brooklyn. Exactly. Thank you, friend. Yep. And then so uh, this is we get cute little we get cute little in jokes. There's a bar called Bullet Bills and I like that. Mm. And uh, and we there's little like all of the the police don't have guns. They have fireball launchers because they shoot fireballs. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. game, like the games, mm-hmm. Ethan. They shoot mm-hmm. fireballs sometimes, sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Daisy's been kidnapped. They can like see. They do the thing where they see her across the city, and she's like Luigi, ah! and they're like Daisy. And they are taking Daisy to Koopa uh, because he thinks that she is the key to his master plan. Um, and, on t- and on top of that, he needs, we don't know yet, Fran, but he also yeah. needs that piece of meteor. It's a meteor piece, by the way. The, the, ah. ne- the necklace with the rock yeah. in it. It's a shattered fragment of the meteor that wiped out the dinosaur 65 million years ago. Oh my ago. God, it's a Shikon jewel shard. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Not that we've gone over Inuyasha yet. But uh, that's uh-huh. I love it. It's a piece of it's a piece <laughs> of the original meteor. Yeah. See, that's good. So y- what you say yeah, now is yeah. that's that's good. That's very good. Sure. Next. <laughs> nextly, Mario and Luigi are assaulted by the various citizens of the Mushroom Kingdom because they are all very mean, and the meteorite shard is taken from Mario by a Uh-oh. very voluptuous woman lizard no she is a lady uh she's wearing a big red jumpsuit and we later learned that her name is big bertha ethan do you know what character big bertha is big bertha Uh uh-huh it's a mario character from the games um 
Big Bertha does not ring a bell. Yeah, it's a deep cut. Big Bertha is the big cheap cheap, but not the big cheap cheap that just floats around. Oh, it's the big cheap the big cheap. One. It's the big cheap cheap that shoots a tiny cheap cheap out yeah. of her mouth. Okay. That's, that's big. Right. Yeah, I, that's Big Bertha. When you when you said like in in the red, I was I thought cheap cheap, but then I was like they're called cheap cheap, so well, that can't be it. Well, I was confused because she wears these rocket boots, and the boots say thwomp on them, and she wore this oh. red jacket that's covered <laughs> in spikes, and I'm like, is she supposed to be a thwomp? Like she'll jump on you and like squash you, but then her or name's Big Bertha, which is a different thing. So she is I, Big Bertha. I do, I do like the idea of uh, voluptuous thwomps instead. Yeah, it's like oh, <laughs> big mommy. She'll thwomps. crush me under her big feet. Her big toes will squish me down. Ah, uh, don't flatten me. Ah. Oh. <laughs> All right. So big, big Bertha has decided that she wants this rock because it looked nice and. Uh, Bowser now has Daisy, or sorry, Koopa has Daisy, uh, and she, mm-hmm. she does not have the stone, and he really needs that, um, and he knows that these plumbers have him, so he puts out a wanted hit for plumbers, mm-hmm. uh, and so, just plumbers, just plumbers. <laughs> just in general, yep, okay, any just, plumbers, yep, he's just, they're looking for a pair of plumbers, uh-huh. all right, this, the Great Plumber Inquisition of '93. So the 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 two boys they're down on their luck, but don't worry, because they do meet a friendly citizen of the city. His name is Toad, and he's playing a rebellious song. Toad looks like he should be in a ska band, and he's playing garbage music on his guitar. But the music is about how Koopa sucks, and so the police arrest <laughs> him and. Uh, and he's, and then Mario goes, hey, you can't arrest a guy just for singing a song. And the police are like, yeah, we can if it's against, if it's against the Koopa King. And then he's like, wait a second. And he looks at their, he looks at their belts and they ha- they're wearing tool belts. And he's like, these two is plumbers. Arrest them too. We're looking for plumbers. And so they arrest the three of them. And this is when it is revealed that the King Koopa has a piece of technology that he has been using to control the city. Uh, He has a chair that you sit in and then it sticks your head into a big machine and it's uh, the de-evolution machine or as they call it, Devo machine. And it reverts you to a previous iteration of your evolution. And so they take Toad, who they have captured, and they put him into the Devo machine and they de-evolve him into a Goomba, a brainless, mindless creature that just listens to whatever they're told to do and who look very strange and bizarre in this movie, (laughs) not like the Goombas. They're just huge men, and then they got tiny little heads with big teeth inside of their mouth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Toad's a Goomba now and is for the rest of the movie. He never gets turned back. He's just a Goomba now. He's a nice Goomba. He is a nice Goomba. He does actually help them at the end, but uh, he retains a little bit of his previous self. But he, uh, but yeah, he's a he's he's all of the Goombas are really stupid. That's the running joke. Actually, kind of everyone's really stupid. That's the running joke. And normally that's <laughs> annoying to me, but it's really funny, stupid. So I'm actually it's, super. It's, into it's it. a '90s movie. Yeah. That's just how that shit goes. I really like it. 
Um, but yeah. that's that's Koopa's whole thing. He's all about evolution and de-evolution. And he's talking about how the humans evolved bad and they're shitty and how the Koopas are cool and reptiles should rule the world. That's his mission statement. Yeah. And that's the takeaways from the uh, Super Mario mm-hmm. games. Because that's yeah. why they hate. Because toad toadstools versus reptiles is a battle as old as time. Yeah. Primordial. Re- yeah. Yeah. Do you understand, Ethan? Are you following? Yeah. Yeah. No, this all tracks okay. and is good. If we mm-hmm. could get back to our two plumbers that were arrested because yep. they had tool belts on. Yeah. So they're able to escape and they steal a flamethrower gun so they can shoot fire and it's a very cool escape sequence. Uh-huh. Um, but while they escape, Koopa is like, I'm sick of you two idiots ruining my plan. He's talking to Spike and Iggy. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you guys what for. And he puts them into the Devo chamber. But this time, because it's a big machine that does stuff, so of course it has a switch that has like forward and reverse on it. So he puts it to yeah. he puts it to mm-hmm. advance instead of devolve. He evolves oh. Spike and Iggy. And now they're very smart. Except they're both still kind of bumbling fools, but now they just speak with great eloquence, which makes them amazing characters. I love them. (laughs) First, they're idiots who can't do anything right, and then they become really smart guys who can't do anything right. And they're just like, it seems that my intellect has been advanced tremendously. (laughs) They just talk like that for the rest of the movie. Very funny. I love these two. Uh, but the Mario Brothers do get away, but they're in the big, vast desert that exists outside the city limits. Um, and the new smart Spike and Iggy have to go chase them down. Um, so while all this is happening, Daisy's getting her big hit of exposition because the 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 evil people are just, you know, expounding on their, yeah. their plans and such. Um so Daisy learns that her mother was an influential figure amongst the people and that she was getting too politically powerful. And so Koopa ha- was going to have her killed, but she was able to steal away to the regular world and trap Koopa inside of the, of the dinosaur world. So they couldn't follow him or they couldn't follow her. And so uh, they brought the they brought the meteorite shard with them because the meteor is the link, but the portal between the worlds. So uh-huh, when she what? took the meteor fragment away from the meteor, the portal closed, and they could no longer cross over. Except for Spike and Iggy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so and so, uh, <laughs> listen. I didn't think about it. And so, uh, so Koopa is like, I'm going to, I'm going to use, cause I, I guess also sh- she holds the key to reuniting the, the meteor pieces together. And she also literally has the key. She's both the key and the key. She has the key and she is the key. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Does Big still have the necklace by the way? Did yes. Big Brother took it. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. All right. So, so Daisy's like, so you did away with my mother. Where is my father? Is he dead too? And then Koopa goes, oh, he's around. And that's all he says about, about her, her, her father. And then. Is it implied that he's her father? No, he's okay. not. And he's not. 
So it's okay. But it's that's not what it is. And then, <laughs> okay. but good. I mean, it could be. Who knows? Um, and then the no, uh, Koopa is married to a woman named Lena, who's n- not a reference to any video game thing. And I didn't. Yeah, and I didn't bring her up because she's not important. And then she dies in a funny way at the end. And that's all it is. Lena. Uh, so, uh, the bros did escape. Uh, the 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 mushroom fungus keeps trying to give them a little a little present. It's a tiny little bob Uh, but the bros keep kind of just being like, or Mario's just like, forget about it, Luigi. We gotta get out of here. Um, and so they keep ignoring it. Um, but uh, while Daisy is locked up, she also meets uh, another captive, a little baby Yoshi, who's just a little dinosaur, just a little cutie. I like the Yoshi in this movie. It's so cute. Uh, I like that Yoshi Spider-Man. <laughs> and Yoshi is just a little dino with thumbs, I guess. It's the the skeleton that she, you know, you know, it's the dinosaur that is the skeleton. Okay, in the, in the real I world. guess that tracks. Yeah, he holds stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, Yoshi got thumbs. Ex- okay, ex- sure. Exactly. So I will say the one thing about this movie that drags on is that basically people are getting captured and escape constantly. That's kind of the plot yeah. of the movie. Um, but all that really matters is that Daisy escapes with the help of Yoshi. Uh, Yoshi tries to eat Bowser's wife. Um, she does not get eaten, but then she stabs oh. Yoshi, which is very oh. sad. Uh, but he's fine, uh, apart from being stabbed. Okay. But he lives. Uh, but Daisy escapes, and the Mario Brothers are caught up to by Spike and Izzy, Iggy, but instead of getting captured, they capture Spike and Iggy, and then they make a deal. They'll be like, all right, listen, we know where the meteor necklace is. We'll trade that for Daisy. And they're like, yes, stupendous. This sounds like an amazing exchange. <laughs> and, and then they're like, all right. So they're working together now. And okay. so the four of them are going to the club where Big Bertha hangs out, and then Daisy is trying to she escape from Bowser. Right. So this is where it gets really weird and like R-rated, like Fran was talking about. And there's people dancing around in like bikinis and like showing off their ass and shit. And uh, it's just a really good party. Um, Disney likes. And then this is where Mario uses his Mario charms to seduce Big Bertha, and he says, "Oh, you." You a big lady, and then she punches him, and he's like, "Oh, could you punch me again? I do love the feeling of your fist scraping against my face." And then she's like, "Come dance with me, big boy." And then the two of them dance, <laughs> and he uses his nimble fingers to steal back the meteor, and then starts uh-huh. to nimble plumbing fingers, and then starts to run away. But then they're captured again by the police, and they are they get the meteorite fragment, um, but they're able to escape because Big Bertha has been seduced by Mario. And so she helps God. She yeah. helps them escape. And she says, you should take those rocket boots and use those. So this is the canonical reason that the Mario brothers can jump so high. They got rocket shoes on their feet that help them jump so high. Called thwomps. Right. They say thwomp yeah. on them, but they're called rocket boots. But yes, yeah, they, okay. they do help them jump high. All right. Is Thwomp Thwomp is the name of my rocket boots and also my favorite sexual position. Mm-hmm. I'm Mario. <laughs> All right. So the two of them use the rocket boots to get back into the Koopa, the Koopa Castle, his, his big building. 
And they they meet up with Daisy, and again, they all keep getting separated and saving each other, and Mario goes and saves Daniela and all the other girls that got kidnapped because they've all just been oh. in prison the whole time. Oh, okay. He goes and saves all of them, and there's all sorts of stuff. Listen, I'm not going to go B for B, because, again, it's just them running around doing adventure stuff, like outwitting the Goombas yeah. and stuff like that. At one point, they find a locker, and they're like, look, brother some new clothes we can wear because we should switch clothes. And he's like, okay. And then they wear the iconic overalls and different colored shirts and their hats. So they just found some random old plumber equipment that they, <laughs> that they're using. Good. They Good. use sure. their, they use their plumbing skills many times to outwit the enemy. It's a lot about plumbing. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then, uh, and uh, turns out that Spike and Iggy are, now that they are enlightened and have a larger brain, they have become dissonance to the, uh, to the Koopa empire. And they are now in full support of the old regime, which they reveal to Daisy is King Toadstool. And then, ah. and then they say to, to Daisy, we know where your father is. He's here. And they lead her into a throne room. And on the throne is a big pile of fungus. That's right. Yeah. All of the fungus that is around the city is the previous King Toadstool who has been transformed into a King Toadstool. Oh. Goes okay. the evolution, right? Now he's devolved. So yeah. I, I don't, his name, is, okay. not, his name okay. is not actually King Toadstool, but he is a King and he is, is the toadstool. toadstool. Yeah. So yeah. that's where I, it comes from. I like I like conceptually that uh not Bowser but uh Koopa that he just keeps trying to de-evolve the mushroom and it just becomes a worse form of mushroom. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I just, I if I keep de-evolving these mushrooms eventually they will stop being horrible spread across my entire city mushroom. I speak like yeah, this he, also. He's a he's a he's Probably. a he's a bad leader, but his main plan <laughs> we find out is he wants to he wants to remerge the two universes and invade the human world and devolve them all back into stupid mm-hmm. apes so that the reptile people can rule the world and have all the nice resources. That's his that's his big master plan. Okay. Yeah. So that's for resources. Because things right. because things aren't going like most wars. Right. Well, things aren't going so good ever since the last king got turned into a big toadstool. Weird. Which is what he did. Yeah. 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 So, um Who would have thought that plan would have gone wrong? But yeah, yeah, Spike and Iggy are against fascism now and so they're on they're helping out and helping uh Daisy right. escape and the, yeah, the brothers are doing stuff. Um while all this is happening, uh I just want to give you guys some of my favorite quotes from this instead of going through the whole thing. Uh, Mario says to Luigi, stop fiddling with a fungus and let's get out of here. I like that when he says that. Uh, he goes, I got two words for you. Impossible. I like that because it sounds like uh, Phil from Hercules. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, Luigi goes, how are we going to get up there? And then Mario says, ingeniously like mario's cut to next scene where they're taking the <laughs> elevator so like it's like, okay. it, you it's know yeah no we've got yeah. some we've got a lot of good stuff in there um anyway all of this conflict merges to a head as all of the groups converge mario is fighting koopa daisy is trying to escape from the police and luigi's trying to help her and they're able to reunite 
the meteor with the meteor fragment, thus reopening the portal. And uh, Bowser and Mario are teleported into the regular world as very frighteningly, the Twin Towers are teleported away into the other world (laughs) in a scene where the Twin Towers just kind of dissolve because they've been Thanos snapped. Only parts of it dissolved. Like yeah, dissolved. it's it's it was a little surprising to see that. I was and that's not, why it's on the internet. I archive. was I was not ready for that, but it <laughs> it was part of the movie. And uh, Bowser sees all the humans, and he's like, "I hate these humans." And Anthony Scapelli's there, and he's like, "Who the hell are you?" And then he gets devolved into a monkey wearing a suit. Uh, and so that's Scapelli gone. He, I mean, he was a dick and a businessman. He didn't do anything illegal, technically, I don't think. But I guess he had those guys, like, you know, break the archaeological dig site. So he uh-huh. he was a he bad dude. Threatened. I don't know if he deserved yeah, to get like turned a into a monkey. standard businessman, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I guess all the rich deserve to get turned into monkeys and... Eat and, the rich. Yep, exactly. Um, but, uh, but... Luigi is able to pry the fragment of the meteor back out of the meteor. And this teleports Bowser and Mario back into the Mushroom Kingdom where Mario uses the gift that the mushroom had been trying to give them all along, the bomb, to blow up Bowser. And then Which they- Which is just ridiculously, it's a ridiculously tiny bomb. It is. It's like, it's like, it's the size of, it's a hand size. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's very small. It's like golf ball size. Yeah, it's like a golf ball. It's very small and cute, but it explodes Bowser. And then they use his (laughs) own de-evolution ray to de-evolve him back into primordial slime, which is a pretty brutal way to kill a person. Yeah. Um, And then it's kind of all resolved. Daisy's like, I'll take over here. I'm going to send the Mario brothers back into their world. And the dad turns back into And a they god. yeah, they re-evolve they re-evolve the old king toadstool back into a man and mm-hmm. he is uh he is presumably going to fix all the problems and the worlds become divided once more. Um but the uh-huh. Mario brothers have saved the day and reunited Daisy with her father and her people. And then they do a sting for another movie because they were like, surely yeah. this one will be so successful. This, this movie ends. We- this movie ends with they're like, oh, I wonder what Daisy's up to. And then she bursts into the room and they're like, Mario Brothers, you gotta help me. And they're like, oh boy, what is it now? And she's like, you'll never believe this. Cut to credits. Movie over. What an amazing end to the movie. If they don't start this new movie yeah. by acknowledging the end of this movie, then I don't. Don't want to see it because it has I mean, to be a sequel. We've already established obviously. the canon lore of the Mario series. Well, that's the Mario movie for you, Ethan. Yeah. You should really watch it. I think you're really gonna like it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm probably gonna pass on that. I uh, but I, believe you. I, I appreciate How else will you understand hearing. the sequel that's th- released 30 years later, yeah, as exactly. many Hollywood movies it's, these days. Exactly. Right. 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 Well, luckily, I have a certain podcast I listen to that helps me to understand such things. A podcast that helps you with the lore of your favorite media? Uh, 
oh, you thought I meant this. Yeah, 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 oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, right. You're talking about game. Yeah, theory. for sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Well, yeah, that is going to be the end of this one. This is, I hope, gets you up to speed on all all the things you need to know about Mario before the new Mario movie comes out. Um, you will have the most knowledge. Uh, of all your friends about Mario having listened to this podcast. Um, this, of course, will ostracize you from them. Um, but knowledge is a terrible curse, as we here at The Lore You Know know all too well. Um, we have most certainly cursed you with this one. But we do want to thank you for joining us again. You know, we are... I mean, we're we're doing it, guys. We have a lot more content lined up in the barrel. Uh, I know that there's been some, I've heard through the grapevine that maybe we're going to do a Digimon 2 episode coming up pretty soon. I'm oh looking, goodness. I'm looking forward to that. Oh. Uh, but, uh, we have all sorts of things in the meantime to tide you over. If you're watching this on YouTube, that's great. Why don't you give us a like and subscribe and also check out some of the other stuff we make. We make other content too. It's shorter and has video games on them because they're let's plays and it's just me and Ethan having a lot of fun. Uh, we also have a stream at twitch.tv slash cooking with spices. We were just playing some Mario games over there to celebrate the recent Mario holiday. We play all sorts of things over there. Why don't you check us out? Uh, we also have a Twitter at spices with, if you want to keep up to date, there's links to all this stuff in the descriptions. Come on guys. You know how this works. Uh, apart from that, I mean, we just need to thank the people who made all this possible, like Gailstorm Kitsune who made all the artwork for this podcast and Apaja who made the intro and outro song, a, a song as iconic, I would say as the Mario theme song, I would say they're at the, sure. about the same level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that it? Is that how we do outros? Yeah. Yes. Well then we say our names and then I try to say something funny that we go into as the, credits fade out oh fade okay in. do you want to do you want to do that now or do you want to do like more plugs do we have any sponsors did you check our sponsorship like is there yeah is there i the sponsorship I believe pile the the nra keeps asking us okay. to do a thing but that that, that one's uh, that one's pretty good i think i mean i've i tried to get nintendo on board they have not returned my phone calls um <laughs> And I've tried to convince them I'm a fan. I like talk like this to them, <laughs> describing their own movies to them, and they right, they are I just not they're just not picking up. I keep bringing up the Mario movie, and somehow mm. that that doesn't seem to get through. Right, mm. which I thought would you know because recent events, but you know I, I guess I guess not. So uh, you know I, nothing there, huh? Well, uh-huh. Fran, any sage advice to before we sign off you're always um just like i said before just try not to ask women out when they're under duress or at all never ask a woman out just don't (laughs) it's 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 not a good time uh it's safer that way yeah it's safer for everybody well until next time guys i've been cj and i've been ethan and i've been fran and mario Mario, I can't help but notice you've been crushed by that same thwomp 30 times now. Luigi, look away, Luigi. Don't look at me. Don't tell me how to live my life. Don't judge me, Luigi. (laughs) 